0: Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey today.
1: Welcome back to Dumb Dumbs and Dragons, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukake, your host. Juniper is continuing on her own quest while her companions are trying to stop the Horde. Juniper took some time to teach Pidwick how to survive outside of Candlekeep. Quinny experienced the horrors of Reginald's personal life, and Reginald armed and coordinated his new gang of gnomes in preparation for a heist. What will happen when Quinny and Reginald face off in the second stage of the their plans
2: find out next on Dom Dumb doms and dragons so Reginald, you awake with a start um in your tiny, tiny, comfortable body uh having <laughs> um slept for perhaps the first time since childhood outside of your armor uh what does that feel like
3: uh I think it's one of those things where it feels nice for a minute. uh, And then it immediately feels like when you fall down in the dream. So you just like startle awake 100% because he assumes he has to be dead. uh, And then realizes where he is. uh, And he's surrounded by like snoring and farting gnomes. uh, In a room (laughs) that's clown themed. (laughs) Which is sort of like hell, but also not. (laughs) Um,
2: Gotcha um okay excellent but i do
3: feel like he's got a weird moment of realizing what it's like to be theoretically well rested because i don't know if he's ever really had that experience uh and colors just seem a little brighter and he can like his sense of smell is slightly improved he's really aware of things and that's all like a pleasant but mildly overwhelming experience
2: yeah, I was gonna say when, like when I get a really good night's sleep, because I don't normally sleep very well, I actually wake up like more tired and kind of like zony if I'm like, uh I had uh, dreams and stuff. So do you find do you think he's like he's obviously well rested, but is that like an is it an impediment to him, or is it just kind of a, a fact of of what's going on?
3: I think it might be an impediment just because he's used to having to fight against something at all times. Mm. And right now, there's theoretically nothing to fight against like he doesn't have to fight being tired to get ready
2: he can just get ready right 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 gotcha okay good um so you uh <clears throat> you kind of um take your time getting ready uh, the gnomes are all kind of waking up um and uh, get, getting themselves ready um it occurs to me that this might be a good time for us to properly introduce you to your gnome crew so you know exactly what you're dealing with <laughs> so as I mentioned previously, um each of them basically has like an archetype or a skill that they're particularly good at. Um this is because I needed to simplify it. <laughs> because you know, they're all yeah. good at breaking into things. Oh, okay. I'll take the one who's good. Oh. So um you have Lyndon who is um uh the leader um and is uh Generally, um, she is your, your best generalist. She is uh, pretty good at everything. If this was a video game where you had to like assign people to a task on like a go collect supplies or defend the base, well, I'm gone. Um, uh, the highest you can get is a B, and she's a B. Um, so where everyone else kind of ranks in that C and D... Uh, she's definitely um a B. I mean, if you got the pre-order character, they would just be like an A plus all across the board and just instant win for you. But you didn't, so uh, you have to play the game like a normal person. So um, you've got Lyndon again, uh, pretty good at everything. Um, is uh good enough to have organized the crew in the first place, uh, so has some vague idea of what she's doing. Uh, dice throw is their uh their sleight of hand guy. Um. His uh, his job is uh, distractions and uh, and sleight of hand. Um, you can assume from what you've seen of him that his rank is definitely not a B. Uh, uh, you've got um, uh, Pointy, who is the uh, the dud. Uh, so he's the Pointy or Pointy. pointy. Uh, it's short for Poindexter. His full name. Okay. Uh, but it's just pointy. So P O I N Y. Um pointy is uh he is like a a, a millhouse Van Houten kind of dude. Um really plays up the um the, the sort of bumbling uh Jerry Lewis bit. Um, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a very like um stumbly and and kind of like oh geez. He's the um Uh, Where Dice is good at sleight of hand, um, this guy is an expert pickpocket. Um, Mm. He's the one who left the note in uh, Quinny's pocket back when Quinny was still wearing a Quinny suit. Um, So, yeah, uh, very good at being uh, innocuous. If we're talking Ocean's Eleven terms, he's Matt Damon. Just like, I'll bump into you and steal your watch. Got it. Um, And he's pretty good at it, as evidenced by him getting the note into like Quinny knew to look, but it wasn't cause he felt it. He just knew that. If someone bumps into you in a bar, that's probably what they're doing. <laughs> um, so, uh, you've got those three. Um, there are, um, two lookouts. Um, we'll call them, uh, Babs and Deb. Um, Babs and Deb are just very good at, at seeing things. Um, they, uh, they work together. They're like, um, Uh, They're twins, so they have one of those weird like twin languages that only twins understand um, that uh, they use to communicate kind of over distance, but are uh, are very good at at that. Um, They can also be used as a helpful matrix distraction if you want to fuck with people's heads, where sometimes they'll do, like, as part of a grift, one of them will walk out and then bump into someone, and then the other one will walk out a moment later from a different direction and then pretend to be the same person to just disorient and confuse. Um, They themselves are... uh, pretty into just talking to each other, but you get the sense that if used correctly, they're very effective, but they're probably terrible at almost everything else. Um, So that is five of your eight. Um, There is a, uh, you've got a a getaway artist um, uh, and uh, his name is, oh wait, I need the other sheet. Sorry, one moment. His name? Oh, his uh, his name is Trenzalore, um, and uh,
4: Trenzalore.
2: Trenzalore, but no. like two towards.
5: Oh, okay.
2: Like Tren space Zelore. Okay. Um, okay, that's fine. He, uh, uh, Laura, what's that a reference to? I, I, I know it not.
4: Uh, doctor Who. That is the uh, where the Doctor should. Uh, have died Mm. question mark
2: so um being a big fan of the traveling show uh, professor what um uh this uh this gnome (laughs) has clearly taken a name of some value uh to the dear professor um and um has uh is trying to be cool about it um so in proper getaway fashion um sunglasses red leather jacket um like, uh, someone who uh, is clearly talking a big game. Um, that said, there are no vehicles to be had, and you don't get the sense that he's necessarily ever driven anything. Um, but uh, he's constantly just talking about how he's the best getaway driver. Um, very much a, a renegade type. Um, so you have Trenzalor, and uh, your final... Um, uh, your final guy... Uh, I have two more, I think, because you've told me six. Uh, oh, you do have two more. Great. Um, so uh, you have um, two thugs. And they're thugs not in that they're actually good at fighting, but uh, in that they're good at kind of getting in people's way and tripping them up. Um, so uh, they're a, a, a couple of um, super bro weightlifter types, um, while still being, like, gangly teenagers. Um, so uh, they're going to be um, Bud and Guy. Bud and Guy, uh, the, uh, Lyndon assures you those are not actually their names. It's just the only thing they've ever referred to each other as. Got a bit of a Terrence and Philip, um, Bud Guy kind of situation going on. Yep, so ours. eventually they were just kind of like, "Fuck it, I guess that's your names." So um, best to think of them less as as rough and tumble guys and more so like um, <laughs> obstacles. Like they're 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 hardy little dudes. So if they can get underfoot. Uh, or just plant in front of people who are running, um, they can kind of uh, interfere with flow of traffic. But they're not, like, wet work, like, punchy guys, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have, like,
3: assassins or fighters. No, no, this, no, the, no. This is
2: gnome thief crew. Rated. And again, keep in mind, they're all gnomes, and they're all, like, teenage gnomes. Uh, so they're, like, when I say rough and tumble guys, like, they're they're stocky and hardy for their, their size and age, but, like, they're not... They're crab and coil at age 14. They're Thank you. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to mention. it's like, yeah, we got a bunch of kids. We're like, yay, ski ball! The yeah. two guys are like, I fucked your mom. <laughs> <laughs> um like, I, have- well, I fucked your mom. Fury. Yeah.
3: All right. <laughs> so I think uh once once everybody's kind of awake, uh Quinnie will be in his full gear. Overnight, he's fashioned himself some stilts. Uh, that he can build into his gear to look like a a regular person-sized human.
2: He took them off one of the clown dolls
3: that was in the room? Oh, 100%, yes. Um, So the the plan is, he's like, all right, it's time for me to walk you through what our plan is for this heist. I haven't seen the place, which is why we're going with a classic. Uh, And he's tried to remember what spies would do and then also thinking about what Quinny would do. And also, I feel like he talked with Mickey about it to kind of solidify the plan. So rather than doing an incredibly long monologue where we all imagine gnomes nodding, just imagine this is that monologue where he like gets out, you know, he takes toys off the thing and he builds a little dock and he's like, here's what I think we're going to do. So the rough plan is uh, he's going to split into two teams. There's team Steel Stuff, uh, which is Lyndon, Dice, uh, Trend, Bud, and Guy. Uh, and then there's team, or I guess, yeah, Linden. No, we'll take Lyndon, Trend, Bud, and Guy dice pointy babs and deb our team distract so team distracts job is the two lookouts are going to post themselves they could be in their thieving gear so that they they hide good uh and their job is to watch for whatever bone crushers are going to get sent to pick up the delivery uh Quinny's hoping it'll be reginald because if reginald was smart then he'll have got himself there i mean reginald as Quinny is hoping <laughs> that Quinny as reginald will show up uh so the plan there is the lookout spot them. Uh, then Pointy, because he's the the bumbling pickpocket, will go up and slip a note to Reginald, which is actually Quinny inside Reginald, basically explaining, like, we're going to steal this thing. Get as distracted as you can by our distraction. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Make sure who's with you is distracted. Uh, and then we're going to introduce Dice, whose job is to just distract the shit out of it as assisted by the lookouts. Just buy as much time in a way that won't get you killed. We don't need them to fight. We don't need them to shoot. Whatever he thinks the distraction is. Just keep, like, slow them down. Uh, And then there's Team Steel shit. Uh, And he gives gags to uh, Bud, Guy, and Linden. And he explains as he pulls out the top hat with the veil. uh, He's gonna go up and pretend that he is Fluffy McSnugglekin having been ordered by Kira Bloodfist to come and claim the delivery. And these are his, his soldiers, uh, the gagged ones. Uh, and they're going to go in and just try to basically find the right crate and then carry it the hell out. Uh, and Trend's job is to steal them a boat for the getaway so they don't have to try to run through town. Instead they can boat away and everybody will go back to the boat when they, he went, when, uh, when he shoots an eldritch blast into the sky that's the
2: like run back to the boat trends like i'm your man and he tries to flip his sunglasses up and he misses and stabs himself in the eye with one of the arms he's like ow i'm your man <coughs> okay i want to be clear it doesn't have to be a great boat i don't want
3: the biggest boat i want one you could drive and one that's fast i that's can
2: drive boat. anything <laughs> i'm the best getaway driver <laughs>
3: Okay, listen. I I need you all to really step up and be pros on this one. Uh, Pointy, you probably want to get disguised as some sort of old man or something. Oh,
6: Uh, (laughs) I'm okay.
3: Uh, and then uh, you know, look out so you guys can be dressed up as normal. Uh, Dice, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say this is a dice's choice mission. You do what you got to do in terms of your outfit. That'll be the most distracting. I'm
2: gonna Uh, dress like Quinny Brown Barrow.
3: Honestly. Cool. Maybe they'll think you're the little guy who was next to Reginald earlier. Uh nice. And the rest of us, uh, thief gear. Uh, I added some extra knives to my outfit. If you guys want to take out
2: whatever knives you've got, and just stick them out of your shoulders so that they look spiky. <laughs> Here's your gags. Lyndon <laughs> takes the only knife that all of them saved up to get and, like, wedges it into her shoulder. It's like a weird butter knife thing that's been kind of sharpened. And she's like, yeah, violence. Alright, yeah, you're you're the most in charge of
3: the gagged ones, but you guys can't talk, okay? Only only I get to talk.
6: Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: close enough. This is why we went with the gags. All right, let's uh let's uh move out. We gotta find this boat. <coughs> all Mickey, right. where you where you at?
2: Hey, uh he just like pops up from kind of like just behind your boot. He's like right, I was mi- hiding behind your boot just in case you needed me. All right, I, I need you to be as useful as possible so you can uh, cl-
3: climb up uh, and just hide in my outfit. But don't talk unless I ask you questions.
2: Yeah, all right. Hey, um, look, this might be an indelicate question, but uh, you mind if I hide in your hat? Oh, that that actually uh, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you should do that. I was going to say, I, I thought you
3: were going to ask and I was going to be like, yes, there's a huge hog in this pants. It's just it happens. No,
2: no, nah, nah, you know, uh, hog's uh, man's own business. Uh, me, I'm just uh, looking for a hat ride.
3: Perfect. Then, then then, climb on in. It's it's what Quinny Brownbarrow would do.
2: Yeah, you know, uh, my name's Mickey the Rat, which is a pretty 3rd person kind of name, but uh, gotta tell you, Mr. Quinny Brownbarrow, you say your own name more than anyone I've ever met. It's well, cool. You're a cool guy.
3: That's exactly how I want to be seen. I want people to look at me and say, so fucking cool, and stuff like that.
2: Yeah, all right. I dig that. All right, get in your hat. <laughs> and just like scampers up into your hat, yeah. And then
3: Quinn, like Reginald, will put on the the hat, and the veil falls down to hide his face. And then he'll climb up on the stilts and just <laughs> practice walking in a creepy, fluffy McSnugglekins kind of way.
2: Incidentally, you weren't here for this, but this is pretty much what he looked like when he was undercover as the Ringmaster in Hell. <laughs> <laughs> just like accidentally recreated a Quinny classic. Nice. Um all right, cool. Um speaking of Quinny, uh Quinny, um you awake in Reginald's uh, Reginald body and for a minute you had just the worst dream uh that you were stuck in Reginald's stupid body having to do stupid things as stu- ah fuck, it wasn't a dream, it's real. Oh damn it. Um you say as in a remarkably good Reginald, um oh, as you you sit uh, up amongst the um uh the the sort of uh, assorted nightmare monsters and thugs sitting around you, um, uh, the, there's still <clears throat> certainly a lot of commotion, um, looks like, uh, people have been kind of working overnight, obviously this counts as a full night rest, so, like, get, get your shit back, um, but, uh, yes, the, uh, the day of the shipment, uh, has arrived, so, um, you uh, receive word uh, that the shipment will be coming in um, in, uh, in about an hour. Um, it'll take them a little bit of time to offload the boat. Um, so what, uh, what preparations do you think you would make? Um,
5: Quinny's plan as Reginald is to go down with his squad, however many people he, he has with him, mm-hmm. uh, and to create an impromptu checkpoint uh, mm. you know the war with the cause going on and there's a, been you know a recent up, upheaval in neighboring Barovia not too far from here so it's important to make sure that things coming and going into uh, into and out of uh Welms port are uh, are properly um, screened uh, i think is kind of like the the smoke screen story that he would he would provide um to like the citizens and stuff like that, and since the the guards showed such uh, deference to him and and Kira when they when they came into uh, the town, um, he would probably uh, command some of them to to assist with the uh, with the checkpoint to make it look legit.
2: Yeah, I like that. I was going to say, um, given that uh, the uh, the triumvirate fears um, reprisal from um, sort of the local nobility. If they're seen to be doing anything untoward, uh, just you guys setting up a checkpoint would feel a bit like an invading army. But I, I think with that caveat that you're using like the local, the local forces to yeah. to to run it, uh, I think that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, okay, great. So um, how many people do you want to bring with you on this? Uh, Kira has to
5: come. I think he would want um, Jin Pai. I keep having to go back to make sure I've got that name right. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, Jin I'll write it down on my new page. Um, because there is a... Who knows how rock solid, but there is a budding alliance there. I mm-hmm.
2: think um, we've established it's very rock solid for June pie but we'll see how rock solid it is. Well, it could all be an act right. or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I have to be... I have to Ting! Paranoia brain. Boners! <laughs> that was the... Yes, that was the... The reference.
5: Um, oh, well, hashtag boners. It, <laughs> I am not aroused by all of this backstabbing.
3: <laughs> no, That's but nice. we know you are aroused in hammocks,
2: so, you know, who knows how you're doing in the morning. <laughs> yeah. um, so, um, okay, that makes sense to me. Um, also, in terms of keeping your numbers to kind of a, a controllable amount of, of yeah. bone crushers and not worrying about, like... You know, what happens
5: yeah, if there's too many, to, you know, I'm gonna need to fuck this up and I need people to blame it on, so we need some bone crushers, but uh, not a lot so that they don't catch me fucking it up.
2: Okay. So um sorry, you're you're then taking um uh you have to take Kira, obviously. Kira uh, uh, taking Jinpai. Jinpai and what, like two more?
5: Yeah, two more sounds fine. Yeah. Okay,
2: great. Um <clears throat> so um you can take um uh Draken the Blackened um who is a uh, uh a soldier who um even though all of the armor has been like hard forged um he insists on like every morning he wakes up and just like has uh, the like sort of enchanted equivalent of a blowtorch and just like recharges his armor so he seems extra badass okay. um what no one on the uh, the squad will tell him uh, out of fear of reprisals is that it just truly makes him look like kind of embarrassing all the time because it rubs off on like his neck and his arms. Uh, mm. cause he just kind of constantly has soot. So he just kind of looks like he forgot to like wash his neck and his, his wrists and stuff. So right. he's like, I'm scary. And everyone's like, "Mm-hmm." but it's kind of like yeah. if Batman takes the cowl off and he still has his eye makeup on. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, when he's got all of his armor on, it looks like Sauron, but when he takes his armor off, um, he just has like soot lines and, um, sort of like the raccoon eyes and, um, stuff. So you've got him, uh, and, um, you have, uh, Clubwing, um, who is a, um, sort of a very, uh, nimble, um, acrobatic, um, let's see, what kind of creature are you? Um, (laughs) we'll say a, a tabaxi, um, So, uh, and uh, known for um, basically juggling clubs um, and um, kind of like very acrobatically fighting while kind of tossing a weapon from like hand to hand to foot to hand. Um, So you basically have one very nimble fighter, one like um, not necessarily good. um, uh, Draken is a um, much more of like a, a, a sword and board kind of guy. So he's got a short sword, he's got a tower shield, and very much like meant to take hits. Um, but also has limited sight lines, which will be good for your your purposes. Um and uh then uh, obviously Jun Pai, who's kind of like um a mix between a tank and a and a berserker or barbarian. Yeah, okay. Okay, cool.
5: Um, and I would say probably twice that many uh guards, just so we don't appear to be Mm-hmm. an invading force it's it's like for
2: every one of us there's two of them would you want to outfit your crew with local regalia like do you want the weird ribbon sleeves uh no i wouldn't want to compromise anyone's
5: armor cool I, I was hoping you were gonna I say stick. shtick but <laughs> yeah oh no yeah yeah anybody's cool oeuvre um but um, while that would be advantageous, I feel like that wouldn't come off as a bright idea to
2: the rest of the Bone Crushers. So, no. Cool. Uh, I think that's the right call. I was going to penalize yeah. you for doing it. So, good job. <laughs> you, you've solved my etiquette for an army you're unfamiliar with puzzle. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, excellent. So, um, having outfitted your crew um, appropriately, um, you begin to make your way uh, towards the the docks uh, at the same time uh, that uh, Reginald as Quinny with Mickey and the urchins um, are also making their way uh, towards the docks for a fated showdown of heistly proportions. Uh, meanwhile, um, Juniper, um, you and um, uh, Pidwick uh, are... Uh, making your way uh, kind of up towards um, the uh, the f- small farmstead um, that you you were told to find. Um, you've realized, however, uh, on your travels with Pidwick that uh, although he is, is picking up the survival basics, um, he has a severe case of foot-and-mouth disorder uh, whenever he talks uh, and might actually be a liability. And having not gotten answers you've needed several times because other characters had bigger agendas that prevented you from getting stuff you wanted... Um, I think there is some fear that uh, he might fuck things up. So here's my question. Do you want to bring Pidwick with you up to this farm? Or do you want to try and figure out a way to politely have him not do that?
4: Now, Pidwick, I am going to entrust you with the most important task.
2: The auger scroll?
4: Something even more important. (gasps) Oh! which is watching after the steed of the Chosen One.
2: <gasps> the Chosen One's steed.
4: Yeah, so can you just make sure she, like Clippity-Cloppity is like fed and watered and all that stuff, there was a stream back there. Wait, and you wait, guys her, just, her like...
2: name is Clippity-Cloppity? Yeah. The name of the Chosen One's steed is Clippity-Cloppity.
4: Yes, it is.
2: Listen, my name Cl- may just be Pidwick, Uh, uh, Malacutius, but I gotta tell you, um, uh, Juniper, I I think, I think you might need a a more heroic name for your horse.
4: Clippity-cloppity's name is her name. You can't stifle her light. Uh,
2: Okay, well, we don't have a lantern shutter for her, so there's no danger of that. Um, but I I don't understand, like, you just named the horse, like, you could just name the horse anything. And Clippity Cloppity no. is just like shooting horse-like daggers out of her, her horsey eyes.
4: Clippity Cloppity <clears throat> is a sentient being with her own wishes, desires, hopes, dreams, feelings. Her name is Clippity Cloppity. That's what she wants to be called.
2: You can speak horse?
4: I can yeah, I can speak with animals.
2: And like Pidwick's eyes get wide and his jaw drops. And he's just like, I. what is that like?
4: I don't know. It's, it's wonderful. It's, it's great. I'm really not a fan of, of this judgmental attitude.
2: I, I didn't understand Chosen One. I just thought that you had... Listen, I, I spent some time considering branding uh, back at Candlekeep, and I was trying to change our reputation as a stuffy library full of stuffy people, and it just occurred to me that perhaps there was a more advantageous name for your horse. I didn't realize that she had chosen it herself. I meant no judgment, only to improve upon your legend. You know, I I assumed it would be like, yes, Juniper upon her mighty steed, Thunderstrike. Not like, Juniper upon her mighty steed, Clippity Cloppity. I mean, it it just, it it doesn't have the same heroic ring.
4: Could you please explain to me the importance of branding on a quest to you know, maybe save the worlds?
2: Yes, absolutely, I would love to. Um, oh. And um, he takes out some parchment and begins to like, unfold it, um, and he's like, okay, So, listen, I grew up reading stories about chosen ones. And uh, as someone who lives in a library, I must say, everything we do right now is becoming history. We're making history right now. When you taught me to poop in the woods, that was history. When you taught me how to wring out my socks and we did that cool dance where we put them on the line, that's history. Every part of this is becoming part of the history that people like me, generations from now, will read and be inspired by. So you need to be super inspiring as the chosen one. Because no matter how this all turns out the bards will sing of this for generations you really have to consider your image
4: i think i would like to be remembered for my deeds than for you know the names of things
2: admittedly if those deeds are are wrapped in a cloak of 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 dumbness no one's gonna want to hear about them
4: you know what it doesn't even matter if i'm remembered because that's not the goal here
2: I, you see, that's what makes you a chosen one. But you say that, and then you will be remembered. It's nope,
4: a catch-22. That's, nope,
2: that's,
4: that's it. That's it. Nope. Clippity-cloppity. Needs water. I need to focus on finding planeswalkers and possibly saving universes. Not important right now. Not important. Keyword ever.
2: being right now. No, 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 you're no, at, no, You were right the first ever. time. It doesn't ever. matter right now, but it's going to, though. To I future just, generations. I
4: turn into Echo <laughs> <laughs> immediately, and I just slap him. It's like, get a hold of yourself. Ah! You're <laughs> back in juniper, like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
2: And um, clippity-cloppy goes, <laughs> which you hear as, and that's. Why I hate children. Um, and then uh, <laughs> Clippity Cloppity winks at um, uh, Pidwick, who's just like, "Yeah,
7: winking horse.
2: Um, and uh, then he very slowly starts taking out water and um, walks over and he's like, it's nice to meet you, Clippity Cloppity. I'm sorry if I was rude, but like we really got to work on her image. Um, as you uh, <laughs> like full on, Hired Charlie Brown, um, fucking George Michael, wandering away, in Arrested Development. Oh,
4: hundred um, percent. Just muttering myself, I'm like, what the f- what the- what's going? I don't understand how to deal with this person.
2: As you um, make your way up uh, to uh, a small um, farmhouse, um, that's uh, it's uh, it's small but um, deep, um, so it's it's not um, there's no it's not audacious, but it is. Um, sorry, when I say small, I mean like it's like one level. Sort of yeah. why almost um, looks like it could could almost have a workshop in it. Um, you can see um, sort of black smoke um, curling up from the, uh, the chimney. Um, and uh, you think you can hear the sound of um, wood being sawed um, around back. Um, so taking a moment to collect yourself, uh, you begin to head around the corner um, to see what this mysterious hermit can tell you about the nature of the Great Collide. Uh, meanwhile, back at the docks, um, there is a uh, smell of, um, of salt water on the air. Um, and uh, you... Um, it's not a... Uh, well isn't large enough to be like a big port, a bustling port um, by any stretch. Um, <clears throat> but in the same way that Hatsfield is, seems to be kind of a crossroads destination, this seems to be kind of a place you could have things shipped on your way through. You get the sense that... Um, This whole region seems to kind of be uh, a stop on the route to somewhere better. Um, It doesn't seem to kind of – like in in sort of like Wild West terms, it would be kind of like a uh, a city – like a town that pops up around like a post office or um, like a train station where it isn't really – it's there to sort of facilitate travel, not to really be a destination in and of itself – Um, So the port is small, uh, but uh, given the sort of defensive nature of this this space, um, it is uh, lightly defended. So there is a wall, like um, sort of a, we'll say not a wall, but a um, a wrought iron fence uh, with kind of spiky bits on top um, surrounding um, the the sort of dock and port grounds. Um, There's basically enough room for um, two kind of small to mid-sized ships to um, dump their cargo. Um, as well as a sort of sorting warehouse off to one side. Um, and what looks like a, uh, if you've ever been to like um, a fresh fish market, um, this is uh, one stop on the way to a market. So kind of where you can offload your catch and get it ready to, uh, to sell sort of in the, uh, the marketplace downtown. Um, <laughs> this is really strange. Can you guys roll me initiative, please? It's not for combat. I just need to know which story to tell first <laughs> 14. Well, that makes it somewhat easy. (laughs) That's math even I can understand. Um, So um, Reginald uh, as Quinny, um, you and the urchins arrive first, um, which is fortuitous and makes more sense narratively. And I'm really glad it happened that way. I was really bummed for a second because I (laughs) forgot. I was like, oh, fuck, Reginald's getting here first. But he's Quinny right now. Uh, um it's just gonna be a straight dungeon crawl next time i'm like uh you can turn left or right Ooh, one way smells like fire the other way has a green light Uh, ah yes it it was mold and fire (laughs) you went left there's a wall go right (laughs) there was also a wall you have completed my dungeon and that's it for season five everybody good night uh check out he's gonna sleep (laughs) today bye i just fall asleep on here um so um you arrive uh with your urchin crew uh happily before uh reginald and his crew so there isn't a checkpoint set up yet um instead uh there are two guards uh as well as kind of a um uh, a dock master um who is um she's uh a gnome wearing um, a very unfortunate uh, jean jacket jeans combo um, that's just a, a bit too much jean kind of all around, um, and um, she is uh, calling out orders to um, uh, to people as uh, as they they're um, unloading from uh, from a ship. Um, you can see that there are some, um, like, sort of essentially, like, Navy mercenary soldiers um, kind of uh, standing by um, on the docks guarding the boxes. You can tell that they aren't locals. Um, they're uh, they're clearly with the ship. Um, classic uh, kind of rough-and-tumble pirate types. Um, but uh, they do seem very disciplined. Um, they seem to be um, well in order. Uh, can you roll me a perception check, please? That is a 10. 10. Um, so the only distinction you can pull from this distance is there are uh, these sort of um, like pirate Navy guards who are are guarding the offloading, uh, the dockmaster, and then there are crew members unloading the boxes. So the rough and tumble fighter types aren't doing the lifting. Um, other members of the crew are. They're dressed a little bit differently, but you can tell they're kind of all part of, of one ship. Unfortunately, all the boxes are the exact same, similar to getting an Amazon package, no matter how small what you're getting is. Um, They're all uh, uniform size. Uh, think in every uh, shooter video game I've ever played, there are wooden crates that have ammo or a single AK-47 in them. It's kind of that size crate. So probably about uh, four feet wide, three feet deep, three feet tall um, wooden crates, all bearing the stamp of the uh, the shipping company.
7: No, no, your eyes don't deceive you. You are indeed in the presence of the beautiful, glorious Cormium Plantier of dum-dums and dragons. And yes... It is good to spend time with true greatness, is it not? Not like those dum-dums and their heartwarming and hilarious adventures. No, better to spend time with someone like me, who is vain and self-absorbed. Of course, if you wanted to sink to their level, you could go to patreon.com slash dice, That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E, and help support their adventures for as little as a dollar a month, which would gain you infinite access to our... Fans-only Discord, where you can talk to other fans about all the adventures the dum-dums are going on. You can add characters to our world. You can even create your own at the $25 level and get your name in the credits. But you don't want to do that. Wouldn't you rather stay here and listen to me talk about
6: me?
3: I feel like while he was still a ways away, uh, Reginald in Quinney, uh, would ask Mickey very quietly, like, do you know what the name of the item is and
2: who it was ordered by? Um, listen, a, just want to tell you, it's real comfortable in here. Thanks for the ride. Uh, B, uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's part of a general shipment that uh, the uh, the nobles were bringing in. Uh, lots of goods come through here. It uh, seems like this one's supposed to fall off the back of the uh, the back of the truck here. If that makes any sense, uh, uh, they must have marked it in some way. Uh, I'm not sure how. They kept mentioning uh, something about light, some kind of way to, to see it that uh, that you know normal people couldn't do. Interesting, interesting. All right. And the uh, the item is called uh, it's uh, it's called the. Uh, uh, the brain stabby device, uh, some kind ah, of yes, yes, uh, uh, cranium something or other, cranium full guy. I think they call it a cranium full guy.
3: Brain stabby cranium
2: full guy. Sorry, okay, sometimes so, it's hard to get the uh, the nuances of uh, you know human speech. It's hard to hear common through these rat ears.
3: So the dark master theoretically won't know about where this has been sent.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. That's the vibe. Fall I got. Off
3: It'll be down to the crew, or probably those spooky mercenaries. Maybe I should approach them.
2: Hmm. I mean, this all sounds good to me, but who am I? I'm just a rat.
3: Everybody else, get into positions. Team distraction. Team
2: gag mouth. Let's do this. All right. Uh, um, <coughs> what uh, what instructions did you give um, Team distraction in terms of how they should arrange themselves? So the lookouts' jobs are just to watch for when the bone crushers show up. If the
3: bone crushers are distracting themselves doing tasks, let that happen. But just the lookouts' job are to like tell the other guys when to like go. Essentially, Dice's job is if they get past everything else and they're finally going for the ship, he's our last ditch like get in the way, do whatever you need to do to distract them, uh, and then everybody can play in uh, into that. Uh, and Pointy's job is to uh, drop like basically pickpocket something to Reginald uh and the goal is that it's basically a letter being like take as much time as you can <laughs> once you read this eat this
2: <laughs> do not let the letter be there blame so, everything on Kira Bloodfist if this goes right by that logic then <clears throat> would you hold off on this operation until you see the bone crusher's coming
3: uh no, because he wants, like, they're a backup crew, essentially. If he can get this to the other boat, like, he wants the extra time to, like, take a shot. If he fails, come up with a new plan, steal a boat kind of thing. The hope is, in a perfect world, this whole job is done before the Bone Crushers show up, and then he just Eldritch Blasts and they take off. Because he figures that's what Quinny would do.
2: Hmm. Okay. So... We need some rolls for this crew um, because basically the two uh, important pieces that uh, we need rolls for are the lookouts and Tren in terms of his luck finding a boat to steal. Okay. Um, Rather than me rolling a bunch of dice with NPC stats, uh, it will not surprise you to know I did not stat out eight urchins with individual personalities and and character types. Um, let's use your stats and this will be kind of how good were you at instructing them to do this I think that makes sense <clears throat> so from the lookouts uh, I'm going to need a perception check you do have advantage on it because there are two of them using creepy twin speak um, and uh, from trend I'm going to need man I miss streetwise Uh investigation please cool the lookouts got a 14 okay
3: and then Investigation is good, because Reginald's very smart as a general in spotting things, so he's got advantage on intelligence checks. And that is still not a great number. It's an 11, but that feels true to Trend's ability level.
2: That is very good for... That is the best roll Trend has ever had. When he takes 10, he takes a 2. I'm proud of him. I rolled a 2 and a 6, <clears> so <throat> it's they were not generous the dice cats (laughs) it's all right again i think they are consummate with the level of expertise we gave all these characters um okay excellent um so the uh the lookouts um go and take up their perches um in my head they just look like sherry and terry from uh the simpsons so just kind of keep that in mind purple hair uh like unnecessary bangs um and just kind of a general, like generally sour uh looking demeanor. Um, <clears throat> so they go and um take up their positions. Um uh um uh, like he's walking with you, and then he does that thing in like heist films where someone peels off. It's so wearing one of those jackets, like it's like a bomber jacket, but the the pockets are a little too high. So rather than like comfortably at kind of his waist level, they're kind of like mid-chest, and he's just like, I got this, and he kind of nods and like peels away, um, and then as he's peeling away, he realizes that with no one watching, it it's not cool, and no one really cares. And you just kind of see him slump a bit and be like, "Yeah, right," um, and disappear into the uh, into the alleyways. The rest of you begin to make your way um, up to the the gates, um, as uh, <laughs> Fluffy and the 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 gagged soldiers. I believe you're going with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all. <laughs> gag, because basically Fluffy's
3: mouth was sewn shut so it felt thematically appropriate uh, in case they'd met him, and also he didn't want them to talk because he knew they'd tank it immediately.
2: (laughs) You are correct, sir. Um, All right, so um, you make your way up. Um, Tyler, you and your crew are approaching, um, but at a bit of a further distance. Um, I think there's something kind of fun uh, to the idea of people kind of following the rules, even if they're the bad guys, and people trying to do a heist, in that the dock master told you there'd be a certain time when the boat was unloaded. Yeah. It's just kind of, that's when you're going to show up. Like there's nothing you can do till then. Um, So some way to identify the box as well. Right. Some symbol. Yes. So um, essentially um, there is a, uh, um, a, basically think like um, a little magnifying glass or like a, a, kind of like monocle size, but kind of like those little magnifiers that you can Mm -hmm. use. Um, There is a, a marking on one of the crates, that can only be identified using that. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, um, you've been informed that um, your contact left the mark um, sort of in the bottom left uh, of one of the end sides of the crates. Now, unfortunately, because of the nature of these crates, there's no way to tell which end. So unfortunately, it's basically going to be like a corner, 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 corner. Like it's not, this is yeah. by no means a, uh, a clean operation. Do we Um, know what the symbol looks like? uh, Any symbol in that corner that's invisible to the naked eye will will be this. We're just looking for a marking of any sort Um,
5: that's unseeable by the naked eye but can be visible through this monocle.
2: Yeah, I I like to think that uh, given the general derision that um, Declan's uh, unit has towards this world... The mechanic of it matters, but like they don't really care about any of the flags or sigils or anything else that's going on in this place because they're like, oh, everyone's super weak here. That's great, we'll roll them. Like yeah. it's it's very much that um, uh, Star Trek uh, mirror universe idea, which is just like, oh wow, you guys aren't an army of super killers. <laughs> Jesus, they're like we're from the Federation. It's like <laughs> fucking okay, man. I don't care. I really don't get like it's like children being like, we're our own nation, and you're like, No, you're not, shut up, go to work. <laughs> um so yeah, they they basically they're like, there's a symbol, it's this. And I think as Quinny, that would actually be kind of frustrating because it's yeah. it's more efficient, but they're they're not subtle. They're they're bad at, at this. Okay. Um, because I, I feel like, and Ryan, I mean we've kind of collectively made this this infinite war timeline thing. Um, I would assume there's a lot of cloak and dagger, but I'm betting it's pretty brutalist, like almost more insurgency type stuff than like, and like court poisonings rather than like, we'll secretly ship a box in and just, like, there'd be no Trojan horse. It would just be a horse full of dynamite, you know? Yeah, it's a world where like you lose, you die. So there's not a whole lot of
3: like polite conflict. Like that's, there's no tradecraft to spying. You sell out the information and kill the guy you got it from or he probably stabs you. That's, that's spying. Yeah.
2: Great. So, on the other hand, like all the bone crushers you're with, are like this is uh, this is very sneaky. This is uh, <laughs> Draken is just like I'm. I'm very impressed. This is a very impressive thing we're doing. I uh, ha secret symbols. <laughs> Who'd have thought? Uh, and then he uh, he yeah. pats you on the back, Reginald. and He's like, I uh, I want to say thank you for bringing me along on this one. Uh, I know you and I haven't always seen eye to eye, but I've always really respected you. Uh, now you say something nice about me. That's right. This is Draken, right? Yep. Yeah. I was, I was just going to say, your armor is looking uh,
5: blackened as ever today, Draken. It's uh, really something, and I'm uh, I'm
2: shaking in my boots. No one's ever noticed that I've done this before. I oh, I, I, I must always notice, Draken. Oh. Oh. Well, that's <laughs> very nice to hear. Thank you. uh <laughs> You can't see it, but uh, I have a single tear rolling through the soot under my helmet right now. It's uh, it's quite special. Uh, that that sounds special.
5: <laughs> Just like, mm,
2: yes, good. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, you notice Draken, who is admittedly already like seven feet tall, straighten up a little bit. Seems seems really happy. Uh, It occurs to you for not the first time that these people are so fucking starved for any kind of encouragement (laughs) that even being kind of confused and vaguely sarcastic is the nicest thing that's ever been said to this man. Um, So, um, yeah, you also feel like, um, so uh, being a very uh, stealthy and acrobatic guy yourself uh, in, in happier times, can you roll me an acrobatics check, please? Uh, I know this is a bad bonus for Reginald, but you can roll with advantage because Quinny is good at it. Okay. Eleven. Um, Hailmer Clubwing seems very flashy, but as someone who's used to dodging, you're actually not sure how effective they'll be. They might just look really good while fighting, which might kind of be why they're <laughs> they're along for the ride. Um, it's the difference. I remember, um, uh, my Aikido sensei when I was in high school was like, we have to watch these videos of Aikido masters and they don't dodge. They literally just take as little possible room to get out of the way. Mr. Johnston, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sensei Johnston, he's great. (laughs) Um, but, um, uh, when you watch like the the absolute masters of it, it's insane because like, I always like to imagine, like, Kung Fu movie dodging, but it's literally like, oh, if an inch will get me out of the way of the blade, I'll just move an inch. Right. So as Quinny, that's often what you've been doing because it's just more, it reserves your energy, it doesn't open you up to further attacks, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this guy, as he's walking, is doing a lot of, like, unnecessary, almost... Um, uh, so I imagine
5: he fights, like, Gomez Adams. Yes, 100%. <laughs> the
2: yeah, immense yeah. theatricality to the fight. <laughs> that's exactly it, yes. Okay. And in a world that's incredibly blunt that is probably actually fairly effective. But for you watching it, you're like, basically, I'm just trying to give you the like, could Quinny take this guy? Yeah. Scans of, of your new troops. And yeah, this guy feels like, um, he'll look real good, but you you could probably out, out dodge him. Okay. All right. That's good to know. <clears throat> I got to rewatch The Addams Family. I haven't seen it in years. And just every time I think about it or we talk about it on the show, it just makes me so happy. And I'm like, really go, it holds up very well. Yeah. yeah. Um, Great. Met someone uh, who rewatches it at least once a year. Uh, as a brief aside, the, someone posted a script piece that was just like in the stage directions. They're like, these guys want to fuck all the time. That's all they're yeah. thinking about. It's a kids' yeah. movie, so like don't say it explicitly, but that's what this is about. And I was like,
6: <laughs> yay! <laughs> um
2: anyway. Uh that's your your Adam's family moment of dum-dums for the day. Um, so um, you're kind of eyeing up the the troops. Um Kira is being um uh, fairly um uh, mission-focused, uh, but is seemingly treating you with, with uh, a degree of, of of deference and respect. Uh, is there anything you want to try and observe or affect about Kira? The, the answer may absolutely be no, but um, as on your way there, you're kind of observing the new people in the unit. Um, is there anything you're thinking about in terms of her? Um, how does she interact
5: with the other members of the unit? Like, if I've been <clears> friendly <throat> and and you know, courteous with big air quotes uh, thus far. How does she interact with these same folks? How how impeccable is her reputation?
2: Um, she's got that same kind of um, jokey, um, like, what are the guys attitude she had um, when uh, you saw her first interact with uh, Reginald as himself in the bar. She's not like other girls? <laughs> Yeah, I mean like she's tough. <laughs> um but um there's uh there's a but it, it's an almost overdone uh sense of like I, I think the, the vibe you've never really been part of a unit per se. Closest would be the the like the dum-dums. Yeah. um some gang stuff before prison. Well, actually you would have seen this on the pirate ship when you guys were enslaved yeah. that one time. Um she is uh, yeah. The danger in the way she's acting is there's a sense of I'm I'm one of I'm one of you guys. It's all of us versus this asshole, right? Um, but with just enough edge that if you were to venture a guess, and you you did see this definitely happen on on the pirate trip a couple of times, um, she might be setting herself up as a future commander by being like I'm I'm equals with you, but I'm the first amongst equals with you. Um, there is a as, as Ryan pointed out, these guys are kind of like the interns, like they're not the A-team, um, but she's definitely the best of the bunch. So there is a – she's definitely not kind to them. There's a bit more ha-ha-ha, we're all on the same side, but she does snap them a bit easier. So I think in terms of a leadership perspective, you're a bit caught between – on the one hand, there's a fam- familiarity there and kind of a, well, we're all the same. Mm-hmm. Do we trust this guy? Um, on the other hand – you can tell that this rubs someone like Drac in the wrong way. Okay. Like Jun-Pai seems also a little bit irked by it. Otherwise he, he wouldn't have, have joined up so easily. But um, you get the sense that because everyone in this army seems to have their own deal. like It's not like we're all foot soldiers. It's like, no, I'm tank guy. And that's right. this person. There is a, a sense of rivalry. And uh, I think a, a little bit of um, uh, too big for your britches, if that makes sense. Okay. Um. However, uh, this is an alpha-based world, so if if she can beat them up, she's probably their boss. Okay. Um, Yeah. Cool. Um, So, let's get back to the urchins. Uh, Team Urchin. Um, uh, Fake. Ryan, as (laughs) Reginald, as Quinny, as Fluffy McSnogglekin... (laughs) Um, ears. you uh, you approach the gates, and um, the guards <clears throat> kind of stand to attention. Um, and uh, they say, Uh, oh, pardon me, sir. Uh, do you and your uh, gagged compatriots have business here
7: today?
3: Uh, and and he's doing like spooky walk with the legs, uh, and he tilts his head 90 degrees to the side, and then like. Leans forwards. The veil's still in place. He's careful about that.
6: I am Fluffy McSnugglekins. (laughs) I've been sent by Kira Bloodfist for the secret cargo so we can collect it. (laughs) Another shipment was attacked and we can't lose this one. Whoever brings me that cargo shall receive... A thousand gold. Um You
4: sound like like Graham Chapman <laughs> and John Cleese doing the two old ladies talking about the penguin on top of the television.
6: Look, that's,
2: that's you know I'm the base to. for it's most amazing. of my voices is Monty Python.
6: <laughs> <laughs> He's just picking up what I'm putting
2: down. It's good. It's
4: beautiful. I love it.
2: That's great, Ryan. Um, so I'm going to make your roll a deception check. You definitely have advantage. Uh, nice. Your attention to detail is excellent as always, but I do feel the moral obligation as the DM of a Dungeons & Dragons game to occasionally make dice hit the table. That's <laughs> uh, fair. <laughs> Behind you, through the gags, you hear um, Lyndon mutter,
6: So fucking cool!
3: <laughs> that is a 17. Oh, question. This is a weird thing. One of my two dice on the roll was a one. Do I re-roll that with luck, or does the advantage cancel it out, or how does that work?
5: You re-roll ones on. Oh, then dice.
3: let's find out. It might be better. Oh, it's a shitload better. Twenty nine. <laughs> <laughs> um.
2: Yeah you you feel like you're fucking it up for a hot second, um, but then something just shifts and and for a moment uh, you become. Uh, fluffy mckstalkkin it helps that when you're scared like when you're most terrified in your head that's how your voice sounds when you're like panic shrieking so it's nice <laughs> to actually just get to give give uh vocality to that uh it's uh it's it's a real pleasure um uh so the guards um nod and say Oh, uh, 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 Master uh, McSnogglekin, um it's uh, a pleasure uh, to have you here. Um, uh, perhaps you're best to speak to the Dark uh, Master, although a thousand gold does sound rather good. Uh, unfortunately, I, I serve a higher purpose. Small town guard. <laughs> um and uh he waves over um the dock master um and she comes over with the thwip whip, thwip of all all denim all the time uh in her uh, Canadian tuxedo and um <laughs> says uh oh um yes master uh McSnugglekin, Um you are uh I'm sorry, who sent you? Uh, Kira Blood Bloodfist. Is that that's correct? Oh, okay, yeah, we we have uh we have her listed and, and you as well, actually, as, as one of our agents. Although I was told to expect, uh, is there a a, a Mr. Tingler uh, here with you?
6: He was delayed
2: no, protecting
6: our assets. It's,
2: uh, it's kind of a funny name, Tingler. <laughs> Sounds kind of dumb, doesn't it? Tingler. Yes,
6: one what a dumb day name. I will feast on his dreams and hopes.
2: Okay, you're you're real spooky. Uh, I was not expecting that from a uh, delivery today. Um, wow, and I'm sorry. Uh, it says here you're you're the a caterer uh, for uh, the lady and the two lords.
6: Yes, I cook what they eat. <laughs> now I need the package.
2: Wow, okie dokie, must be some cardamom uh, or another important spice. Okay, well, let's uh, let's see if we can find that for you. Um, uh, I do have uh, strict orders uh, from um, Falstaff Shipping to make sure that they uh, they unload everything before we touch it. Um, but uh, we we can start looking. Um, I'll just uh, pardon me, and uh, she she kind of yells to um, two of the, uh, the the guys unloading boxes. Uh, now that you're a bit closer, can you roll me another perception check, please? Fifteen. Fifteen. Um, so uh, you notice that the the people offloading the boxes um, walk a bit awkwardly. Um, and as you're looking, it's, it's almost like their legs aren't necessarily the same height. Um, so some kind of like awkward um, slight uh, shuffle stepping. Um, and now that you're a bit closer, uh, you can actually see that there are a number of seams uh, sort of across their, their faces uh, with um, very... Uh, clear stitching um, and their skin tones don't always exactly match up mm. based on your knowledge from your world uh, these yeah the uh, uh, crew are flesh golems
3: alright um, and then I think what he'll say to to the dock master is
6: I understand your master wants all things unloaded but there is one thing that can speed anything he'll say 10,000 gold for the item now or 1,000 later.
2: <laughs> I like that they're both bribes. One of them is just much better. <laughs> um and uh she says uh oh um wow that's uh, I could buy so many jean jackets with that. Oh, I could finally get that that cool bedazzler I wanted. Okay, yeah. Okay. All right, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Let's let's do this. But listen, um uh we we don't get too many uh shipments uh from from Falstaff shipping but we have been told that uh, the crew reacts very badly so we might need to be a little bit uh, stealthy about it um go ahead and roll a stealth check 24. um you uh basically uh this is a classic game of observe the box and then hide behind the box as uh the flesh golems go about their work. Um <clears throat> so so far uh you're able to begin examining the boxes. Now the catch is uh you do not have the magical monocle uh nor do you know that that's how they're stamped. Um she is um uh, trying to give you um like surreptitious signals about where she thinks it is. Um so basically uh I'm going to ask you to try and pass uh, a a series of checks um, in order to to obtain this box. Um, as she kind of distracts the flesh golems and the the mercenaries, Tom. Yep.
3: Looking at all of these boxes, I would like to lift my eye patch and use my eye of true seeing to see if I can spot it within these
2: boxes or a weird magical thing no one can see. Fair <laughs> enough. Um, I will say that uh, it, uh, the cranial fulcrum, in and of itself, isn't actually magic. Uh, it's it's purely mechanical, but. Uh, the uh, glowing insignia definitely is. That said, it's very, very light magic. So you can kind of um, get a dull pulse of it um, that you'll need to pursue, but this will cut your checks down by quite a bit. Great. Uh, Instead, it'll be more so about can you get to it and get back rather than can you find it? Uh, But yes, that is an apt use of it. Look at you being a good Quinny. Good work. (laughs) Um, And then uh, Tyler, uh, you and your crew arrive uh, to find um, a... uh, Uh, The guards having kind of uh, closed the gate um, to to the docks, uh, and they look very surprised um, to see you, uh, but not as surprised as you are uh, when an urchin stumbles into your way, uh, bumping into you. Um And uh, his glasses fly off his nose. And he's like, oh, my glasses. Ah, jeez. And then he trips over his feet. And everyone's laughing at him. And, like, Kira steps on him and just pushes his head into the mud um, until he starts to flail a bit. And then uh, when the flailing is starting to, like, quiet down a bit, she lets him up, gasping. And he's just like, oh, fuck. And he just, like, spits out a bunch of mud. He's like, fuck the glasses and fuck all of you. And then he runs away. <clears throat> You recognize him uh, as the kid who bumped into you
5: at yeah, Reunities. That uh, hurts my heart. Um I'll uh, I'll, I'll <laughs> Sorry, I should the- have asked, would you interrupt that?
6: <laughs> it's too late now.
5: <laughs> I, yeah, I yeah. I'll pick up the glasses.
2: <laughs> Aw. <laughs> it's also be nice to lay on his grave later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so um, you... The gate you... is closed, you say? Uh, the gate is closed. The two guards are, are standing there, but they do seem very vexed uh, to see all of you. Um, also, can you roll me a, a, a perception check, please?
5: Perception is wisdom.
2: Uh, so that's 11. 11. Um, you recognize him as the same kid who bumped into you, and he bumped into you in the same way. So you you are aware that he likely left something on you.
5: Okay um it doesn't feel appropriate to do like a pat down and try and figure out what's been you are correct. put on me right now so we'll f- we'll focus on getting in there first and then I'll see if if uh,
2: there's anything on me. okay, cool um so uh the guards say, oh um hi uh i'm I'm sorry, are you with the caterers from from the mansion? uh this was a cover story you'd been you'd been told of. Okay, uh, then I would just say uh, yes.
5: That's correct. We're the caterers here to pick up a shipment of foodstuffs for the uh, the boys here. And I slap one of the the Whelm guards on on the back. <laughs> he wheezes so hard, just, <laughs> as you can see, they need <laughs>
2: they need a hearty meal, and they've earned it. <laughs> um, and uh, he says, "Thank you, sire." Um, and uh, the guards are like, oh, um, <clears throat> well, I, I believe uh, one of your, your number is already here. A uh, 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 Mr. Uh, Master uh, McSnugglekin is, uh, is just inside the gates right now. So if you wait a moment, I'm sure he'll bring out whatever you need. Uh, I look to Kira to get a read of what that means to her. Kira's eyes narrow. Um, and uh, she just kind of turns to you and she's like, okay, now my eyes are narrowed.
5: <laughs> so you know. She narrows her eyes more. I i can't see anymore.
2: Yeah, she closes close her eyes. You're just highlights. French stewarding <laughs> at each other. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so with your eyes, both your eyes like madly pinched shut, she's yeah. just like, how sure are you that you put Fluffy down? Uh, you saw. He uh, He was a skin bag by the time
5: I was done with him. Can he reinflate? Uh, <laughs>
2: um. <laughs> no. <laughs> Well, you're the one who recruited him, so I have to trust you on that. I, I, I always make
5: sure I know my allies' weaknesses, because I grew up in a fucking hellscape, so I knew I just had to pop him once, you know, and that balloon
2: wasn't coming back. I'm not going to make you roll deception check, because you've lived <laughs> his experiences now, and you said it with great conviction. Uh, and she's like, well, good thing I don't have any weaknesses can, Can we, we open our eyes now? about you. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad you have that regret. Um, should we open our eyes now? I assume Fluffy's actually dead then. My eyes were open the whole time. You look stupid. Let's go. Damn, my one weakness.
6: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, so uh, she opens her eyes and like with fury, the fury of heaven been taken. Um, by a clever ruse, um, but uh, yeah. So she says, "If that isn't fluffy, then who the fuck is in there?" We, we need,
3: need to the same people technically.
2: Yeah, we we should. Um, and then both of you turn to instruct the guards. Um, are you going to try and uh, do it before she can?
5: I think it's got to be that thing of we're we're both talking at the same
2: time. All right, let's do it on three. Yeah. One, two, three. Listen, you're everybody gonna need to open that door.
5: Out f- fan out. Wait, well, yeah, fa- a no. One, no, no um, everybody, no. March <laughs> no, forward. Listen not to fa- me.
2: i uh, listen to I'm him, the but also general. Be- I'm the super general. <laughs> Damn, he pulled rank. My only other weakness. Um. So she begrudgingly crosses her arms and, and and like gives you a sarcastic like. Go ahead with one hand. All right, everybody, fan out. We're looking for
5: uh. Someone pretending to be uh, a member of the Bone Crushers. So ask around for someone. If they're tr- if they're convincing enough for these guards, uh, then uh, I guess we should just provide a general description of Fluffy and, and see if we can find him anywhere. Also, don't forget to keep an eye out for the merchandise. Uh, I mean, the, I feel like merchandise is enough of a thief thing that like Quinny keeps like saying it by accident. Uh, <laughs>
2: I mean, yeah, Kira just goes up. Uh, you mean the food stuffs? The foodstuffs. Yes, because we're caterers for the guards, and we're caterers.
5: Yeah, open. And I just get like, just I lean in like so close to this fucking gate guard, and I say, "Open the gate." I can roll me an My intimidation. Nose check. is like touching his nose. <laughs> oh, <Uh-oh, laughs> and it's not for cute little nose kisses. Oh, no, it's not. It's for rage. What's intimidation? Is that charisma? Charisma. Yeah. That's not bad. That's uh 19 total. Oh, wait. Intimidation? Never mind. That's um a bit more. Uh that's uh that's 23 total.
2: A lot of caterers in. They seem real intense about those food Um so uh the gates open. Uh and um uh Reg- Ryan as Reginald as Quinny as Fluffy. Um you yes, hear <laughs> <laughs> uh, two voices out outside being like, "I see never winter, I see water deep. I see people whose presence we shouldn't keep. Uh, and then they fall off the uh, the wall and run away, uh, which was of course the clandestine sign that you'd given them. Um, and uh, as you kind of look through the the veil of your hat, um, <clears throat> you see uh, the majestic form of yourself. Um, striding forward uh, with just a fucking bunch of bone crushers. Uh, and you realize this job just got a little more complicated. And Mickey's like, hey, are we winning?
3: Well, we're not losing. Uh, and then and the, that's. Like, sorry, finish the thing. No, but, no, no. I did. Well, we're, we're not losing. Uh, and then he's going to duck down and try to use the crates he's searching amongst as cover to stay hidden. Amazing. North so the Stilts. <laughs> Yeah, but he's he's going low. He's gonna play it out. You know, he's he's already hiding from
2: golems, so this is really just like one tenth more. And uh, thus, you find yourself in that that classic adage stuck between uh... a. <laughs>
3: Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time: Christian Menicola, Long Long, the Half Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Olin Anderson, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lorda Bradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Zeke X.
1: It happened in the quiet town of Podunk, an ages-old family mystery. What happened with
0: great-grandpa? Why won't you talk about it? Because there's nothing to say, Ninten.
1: Begets an unprecedented paranormal event.
6: Oh, brother! Ah!
1: (laughs) Poltergeists. My lamp attacked me. It was hovering the air. It unplugged itself and came at me. Mind control.
6: Why is that crow smoking a cigarette? Okay, we're playing inside today. Zombies.
4: I could have gotten out of here on my own. You were hiding in a coffin! It was a good
6: disguise!
1: Extraterrestrials.
6: You've seen them too? I've been observing them for days!
1: (laughs) I beat up aliens with my baseball bat. Children with psychokinetic powers.
4: I let that little light of mine shine, Mama. And it melted the darkness away.
1: And that's just the beginning.
4: Introducing Mother She Wrote, a travelogue
1: diary through the biggest cult phenomena in video game history, the Mother series, as it's called in Japan, and Earthbound, as it's called everywhere else.
7: Each episode, we recount the story through immersive audio drama as it's lived by the characters, Unpacking the surreal adventures, tear jerking moments, and what it all means. If you're new to the series,
1: we'll take you beyond the controller and into the story.
7: And if you're a longtime fan, relive these tales like never before and learn fascinating new facts about your favorite games.
1: Find Mother She Wrote on your favorite podcast player and at MotherSheWrote.Earth.